Hey everybody, it's your buddy Jack. Hope this session finds you doing doing well. Things have been good. Today's been a good day. I have to say that uh, I like uh, um, having good days. It just makes life a little bit easier to enjoy. I'm still dealing with this throat thing, though. I don't know if you can hear it, but geez. I'll be glad when this allergy stuff goes away, of course. Here we are, the beginning of October. And we still have spring to look forward to. So, since we get through fall and winter, then comes the real allergy season. Oh my gosh. I don't, remember if you, I don't know if you heard me mention uh, in uh, our last session that <clears throat> I've been up in Oregon the last six years, so I hadn't had to worry about it as much. It's crazy trying to reacclimate, right? <coughs> there we go. There we go. It is never good. Never good. Anyway, I hope this uh, this session finds you doing well. I hope you and your family are doing well. Uh, it's always a good thing, right? Stay healthy, staying healthy, and enjoying each other. Life's too short. You know, I've probably mentioned that a hundred times, too. Life's too short. It's probably another reason why I do this. You know, when people are struggling to get through life and they've managed to get through their addictions, whatever they are, Right? It could be drugs, alcohol, people, gambling, right? And yes, I said people. Um, there's all kinds of different types of ways to change the way you feel. And if you feel like um, it's got to be um, through the presence of someone else, physically or emotionally, right? Um, then there may be some addiction or codependency going on there, right? Um, you got to be careful with what you're doing for sure right so before we get started just a quick reminder don't forget to hit that support button i greatly appreciate anything and everything that you might be led to uh contribute it does help me maintain my computer and microphone and that kind of stuff right uh and it is appreciated in any amount um and i thank you in advance for whatever it is that you can contribute, don't hesitate to hit that message button, right? Start a conversation. If you got questions, you know, or something you want to add to, something I've shared along the way, feel free. Um, I'm an open-minded kind of guy, and I love the feedback, and I love to hear what you're thinking. So definitely um, don't hesitate to share with me. I think knowledge is power, right? And if you've got, this guy's got something that you can add to this or question you have a question about something i've mentioned feel free hit that button in our last uh, um, time together we talked about the first couple of things we talked about were getting things done right creating some small goals and because we we're talking about building faith in yourself or restoring some newfound faith and confidence in yourself right um talking about setting goals and then setting little goals in between there milestones to get to that larger goal and we also talked about monitoring your progress right and um, <coughs> I mentioned having faith in the process you have to have faith in the process I know that if you've gone into treatments or therapies anywhere right they give you this list of ways that it's worked um, if you're in 
uh, addiction treatment, they talk about AA and NA and how well that's worked. It's one of the processes in which you can gain and obtain and maintain some sobriety. And the goal is long-term sobriety, right? And so they give you this list of things and all of these ideas and skills um, that have worked time and time and time again in the past with everyone else. Most of the stuff that they're doing in those treatment facilities has been proven. So have faith in the fact that it's working and that it has worked and the process can work for you, right? The process can work for you. But there's all those little obstacles that you have to overcome, especially if we're talking about addiction, right? Little obstacles that you have to overcome in order to be able to think clearly and meet some of those goals, right? Because the world we inhabit is incredibly beautiful and filled with things to enjoy and explore healthily. It might seem odd to consider that people sometimes find themselves thinking, I'm bored. And I do need you to know, families especially, for maybe not, I don't know, maybe most, maybe most um, alcoholics and addicts, boredom can be a trigger, right? We get a little complacent, get bored, get a little bit antsy, right? And that can be the beginnings of some relapse thinking or behavior. So even in this big, broad world of things to do, we can still find ourselves thinking, I am bored. Now, that can be a trigger for anything. It doesn't have to be drugs or alcohol. Right? I know people who, in order to change their mood, mood-altering things don't have to be drugs or alcohol. can be people. Right? People can be addicted to people. It's usually in the form of sexual addictions. Right? <clears throat> but if someone is depressed or sad, um, bored, right, and they have this void... It's kind of why people drink and drug. There's some sort of empty void within them, spiritually and emotionally speaking. Not everybody turns to drugs or alcohol to fill that void, right? Unfortunately, it's often true, yet boredom is regularly used as a substitute for the word fear because being busy can be scary. Life is overwhelming. It moves at the speed of light, it's easier to be bored and to do nothing simply because sometimes life is really tough to handle and navigate. And sometimes that can result in difficult emotions like depression, anxiety, or shame. <coughs> Excuse me, sorry about that. Right? Some of this <coughs> information <coughs> that I'm going to be going into. I happened to catch on the um, Altamire Recovery Program website. Heard positive things about uh, these people. They do great treatment, right? Um, and I love that. I love that. I love that we have treatment facilities 
almost everywhere in the country, right? If it wasn't for some of these places, I don't know what we would do. Whether it's mental health issues or addiction issues, um, in some cases, people are and can be and will be lost without them, right? Can be lost without them. These cause chemical levels in the brain to lower and become imbalanced, making it hard for your body to compensate and regulate. And that is precisely when addiction can creep back in, right? So we found ourselves um, um, feeling anxious. It mentioned being anxious, depressed, and feeling some shame, right? Feeling these things can cause chemical levels in the brain or chemical imbalance, right? In the brain to lower and become imbalanced, making it hard for your body to compensate and regulate. And that is precisely when addiction can creep back in. No one ever wants to feel less than their best, right? Dopamine, serotonin are two of the feel-good chemicals in your body produced naturally when experiencing pleasure. And remember, that's one of the cool things about the brain chemistry is it doesn't have to be drugs, alcohol, people, or gambling, right? Your, your brain doesn't have a file for those things. It doesn't have an alcohol file. Uh, it doesn't have uh, a drug file or um, one-night stand file, right? A gambling file, slot machine file. It doesn't have that. It just knows what makes it feel good. Right? And so exercise, exercise makes some people feel good. Pizza, opposite of exercising. <laughs> Pizza can make some people feel good. Ice cream, ice cream, I'm telling you, sends off the same chemicals. Right? That doesn't mean go overeating. I'm not implying that you should go start overeating because that's a whole other addiction in itself. Right, there are some people who have eating disorders, so we, we don't want to go there. Manage it, right? Follow the process. Have faith in the process. Drugs and alcohol and other substances raise these levels so you feel great while using them, but not so great when you're not. That's why people keep using, even when they know the consequences. It falsely implies normalcy and regulation to their bodies. I've had people that are methamphetamine addicts, right, tell me that, well, I've had lots of people tell me they used to stay, I have to be normal. It's the only way I can get normal. I don't even get high anymore. I just used to feel normal, Right? I have had methamphetamine addicts tell me, I'm just so tired. I'm just so tired. I got two kids to take care of. I got to get them back and forth to school. I got to pick up the house. I got to write all these things. And they don't have the energy. So I've met some people who use just a little, they'll say, just a little bit of methamphetamine to get through the day. Well, part of the reason why you're so down and so tired and exhausted Right? It's because you've been up 
and up and up and up for days and the body's not regulating that anymore right <coughs> so you're in really just kind of shooting yourself in the foot get off let the body adjust it'll flip-flop back and you'll be able to do more positive things to create that energy right again drugs alcohol other substances raise these levels so that you feel great while you're using them but not so great when you are it's falsely implies normalcy i love that phrase it falsely implies normalcy it then becomes an unhealthy practice to be happy and substance abuse takes up an incredible amount of time right disguising itself as a hobby that cannot be fully quenched how many people do you know or do you know if you just can't seem to find the energy without using right and then you go down you come off the high and you're back in the same slumpy depressive mood you were in only to do it again you get high drinking or drugging or whatever only to come down to be in the same slumpy depressive sort of mood again never fully quenched right because involvement in healthy and enjoyable activities can produce the same results chemically as the drugs do alcohol and other addictions finding one that is right for you can be a big step toward feeling fully emotionally mentally and spiritually right finding other things that create that same feel good that's part of the process we're talking about having faith in the process and yes i'm talking more to the alcoholics and addicts in this podcast but trusting and having faith in the process that people around you are telling you about substance abuse counselors therapists social workers sponsors other people in the meetings whoever finding something that is right for you can be a big step toward feeling full emotionally mentally and spiritually as you continue on your journey of recovery if if you're overwhelmed or simply struggling with how to choose a hobby that is right for you that's okay right that's okay tapping into what interests you after a long period of disinterest right that can be tough that can be tough to do because you haven't been focused on whatever your interests were other than getting drunk or high right and that's okay try jotting down your answers to these questions to start and i'll share some of these things with you but really be thinking about what your interests were if you can think of a time before you're always drunk and high what did you like to do right food for thought okay so let's talk about that having faith in the process right 
You're going to have people that will describe to you in all these treatment facilities about how the dopamine and serotonin work and how the drugs and alcohol work in relationship to those things. Right? It's a whole long class session full of information um, that I could do, um, but this ain't the platform. Right? You have to begin to trust in the fact that these people know what they're talking about. Addictions counselors like me, uh, or peer support specialist, I'm that too. Social workers, um, psychiatrists, psychologists, these people, especially if they've done it for long, long periods of time. And oh, by the way, there are some people in this field that have a long history of their own addiction issues or mental health issues. So, in most cases, they've experienced it personally, too, and also are very aware of the fact that the process works, right? Once they got into the profession, they may have come up with um, different theories or whatever, but it works, right? So think about this. What makes you physically smile? Activities, people, general interests, right? Those feel-good things can also create some of this same brain chemistry. Another question. Who or what inspires you deeply? And why? Who is that person? And how is it that they inspire you? How have you overcome challenges in your life? Definitely think back on those. Even if you've been out there in active addiction, you can think back to a time frame where things were good. Right? Things were good and you were living life and you were hitting those little goals. May even felt like you were on top of the world. Right? Go back to those times. Remember what you were doing in those times. Remember who was supporting you in those times, right? Find a way to get back to that. It may not be the same people. If it's been several years, of course, maybe they've moved on, you've moved on, right? But you can find those same type of people. During what times do you feel great about yourself? Think about what you're doing in those moments. Think back to the last decade. I don't care how, you know, depending on how old you are, I guess. But think back. Remember when those moments are when you were feeling really good and happy. What was going on in your life? What were you doing? What were you doing in that at that time? What natural skills do you have in any capacity okay what natural skills do you have think about how you can put those to are you a good speaker right some people have what they call the the gift of gab if you're a good speaker maybe get into this find a niche Something you're you're good at, something you know a lot about, 
right? Whether it's something you're educated in or something that you have a background in, right? And start a podcast. Share your experience, strength, and hope with other people, right? This is all part of the process. From the day you walk into your first treatment center, you get bombarded with all kinds of books and forms and exercises, right? All of these things to help create a tool belt for you of skills that you may need once you get out of treatment. Right, and you and sometimes it includes some cognitive behavioral therapy. Um, sometimes there's you know um, some holistic approaches. Right, you got all of those kinds of things. Some natural approaches. Some people, you know, get out of treatment and want to use more herbal kind of, you know, meditation type. I'm talking about marijuana. Get, don't worry about the marijuana. Get off of it. But more holistic type things like that. Stuff like this. You can find podcast after podcast. You can find teaching after teaching, lecture after lecture. This is all part of one big grand process. We all have the same goal. We want to help you and your families, one, get either clean and sober and stable, right? As stable as possible, right? We want you to be the healthiest versions of you guys you can be. Healthy alcoholic addict, family restoration, healthy family unit. That's the whole reason for why people like me do what we do. Right? But you got to have faith in the process. Some people like Alcoholics Anonymous, some don't. Some people like Narcotics Anonymous, some don't. Sometimes I think people forget that it's a room of sick people ran by sick people. Or it's a room for sick people ran by sick people. Right? And so sure, it's a setup for some negative things to happen. But you leave that. You go what you need for and you leave the rest. Stay connected to the positive energy in those rooms and leave the rest. If you're more of a faith-based person like me, go to Celebrate Recovery. It's all this grand process. You may have discovered certain things you need to do every day to maintain your wellness. Right? Some sort of plan or plans to help you recognize those things which you need to do to remain healthy and help you maintain a good plan for your day, right? And create good plans as well, according to what it is you got going on, right? When you start to feel out of sorts, you can often trace it back to not doing something on your daily maintenance or planned goal or planned schedule for the day, for the week, right? Me, I, some, I was at a point, and I think I still do, which is we've gone to church 
every Sunday for quite a while now. But I can remember there were times where we would have to miss on a Sunday for some event or another. Um, and I would just feel off for not going. It was just kind of weird, right? So, some things to think about as part of this grand process, right? This is, think of this question. This is how I am when I feel good. Or how I'd like to be when I feel well. So whether you're dealing with addiction issues or mental health issues, think about that question. This is going to be sort of a exercise piece here. This is how I am when I feel good or how I'd like to feel, um, like to be when I'm feeling well. Think about that. Ponder it a minute, right? Hopefully you're in a situation where you can pause this and write this down in a journal, the answer to that, right? Next thought. Some things I know I need to do for myself every day to make sure I stay well. <clears throat> Think about that. Short-term goals, right, to get to the end of the day. Here are some things I know I need to do for myself every day to make sure I stay well, right? Then again, if you need to, um, you can pause this right down in your journal. Right? <clears throat> Another thought. Write these down too. These are the things I need to do weekly to make sure I stay well. And those are the tough ones. Some people just won't do it. I know the phone is super heavy when you're in a moment and you need to call your sponsor. Right? When you need to call an accountability partner. When you need to call that parent or family member that is the one that you connect to when you're feeling stressed. Right? When you're feeling down, depressed. Hopefully you even have that person. If not, get one soon. Someone that you can come into agreement with that won't use your personal information against you. That you can say, hey, when I call you and I say I need to talk, that's your cue that I'm out of sorts. And I need a shoulder to lean on. Right? Get somebody to come in agreement with you on that. Because that's going to be one of the things that... Part of the process. Right? We're talking about having faith in the process. It's part of the process to have things you need to do weekly to make sure you stay well. And that does include calling someone when you're not feeling right. And they can go on this list if you've had a few months already clean and sober or you're stable on your mental health issues, right? Uh, these are things I need to do monthly 
to make sure I stay well, right? If you're early in recovery, I suggest you put that person I'm talking about on your weekly list, right? But if you're a little ahead of the game, it's been several months to a year, a um, couple of years, maybe you can move that person or persons, people, off to a monthly phone call. And I'm not, But I'm not just talking about people. There are other things you may want to do each week or at each month, right? Maybe each week, like the first question, I want to go to church on Sunday. So now we got two things. I want to go to church on Sunday each week. I want to call my sponsor or accountability partner or family member once a week, maybe even schedule it for on Sunday after you get home from church so that you um, have it sort of fresh on your mind, right? So you got things you're going to do weekly, things you're going to do monthly. Now, next list. These are the things I need to do periodically to make sure I stay well. I know it's sort of monotonous. I know, but you have to be this detailed early in recovery. Have a list of things you're going to do daily, things you're going to do weekly, things you need to do monthly. And things you can do periodically, right? That's part of the process. And it is asking a lot. It is asking a lot. But truth be told, you know, most drug addicts and alcoholics uh, went through a lot to cover up what they were doing. Right? It's funny how we have all this energy to mask those things, whether it's addiction or mental health issues, it's high energy. It's exhausting trying to cover that stuff up and lie about it. But we won't want, we won't put the same effort into managing the healthy side of this. We're trying to get clean and sober, manage your mental health or both. Trying to have some family restoration to some degree, whatever is going to be the most healthy for you, right? But when you have to do the work like this, not people aren't wanting, it's the weirdest thing. It's funny when I've, at times my wife and I in Celebrate Recovery have given our testimony and I've had people say and share, I want that. I want what you guys have. It's so amazing. Right, which it is, I completely agree. What my wife and I have is amazing. But when I tell them all the steps I did, uh, some have even said, oh, no, I don't, I don't have time for all that. Like, really? You want what it is that we have, spiritually and emotionally and relationship-related. But you don't want to put forth the effort. I don't know. I don't get it. I don't get it. So you got a list of things you do every day, a list of things you need to do weekly, a list of things you do monthly, some you do periodically. And now I can do these special little things for myself when I need to feel better. That's the big one. Treat yourself. I can do these special little things for myself when I need to feel better. If you're not at a point where you're needing to reach out to people and you can intervene, 
on your own triggers, I guess. What is it that you can do? Make that list too. If it's just going down to the Dairy Queen for a banana split, right? Do something for yourself. Go get your nails done. Get your hair done, right? Something to intervene in the negative thinking process. Right? So there you are. A few things. It is a very few things. When I'm talking about the overwhelming process of things. Right? And I know it is a lot of work. But that's why I guess this one is called um, Having Faith. In the process, it's long and tedious and does take a lot of work, but you got to be willing to do it for the sake of yourself and maybe even the sake of your family. All right, guys, appreciate it. Hope you got something out of this session, too. Thanks a lot for listening. Tune in next time, and until then, be blessed.